This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. Hey, Nadia. Question for you. Sure. Do you consider yourself a gazelle or a lion? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Lon, I got an answer for you. (laughs) What was that? God bless you. <laughs> oh, I felt so bad. I feel bad for laughing, but I, yeah, that me. was yeah, yeah. That threw me off because she's like, "God bless you." Well, here it's like, I heard "Good bless you," but yeah I, yeah, I know what she meant. Here it's like you know, it's it's like well, uh, wishing someone well, but she was definitely like, "Get out of my face!" Kind yeah, of like saying yeah. it. Uh, that was a like fuck off, but she had to say it in a right. way. <laughs> in well, a way that he could understand since right. God calls him to do certain things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think she meant God bless you yeah. so you can get away from me. <laughs> All right. Do we want to talk about them first or do we want to talk about, I don't know, we can go with Kimbali and Usman. I think... Because this episode is part the regular stuff, right? The regular do- drama. They split it. By, yeah. Yeah. Plus uh, half of the tell all, I would think, right? So yeah. we can talk about what happened during the final episode of this season of 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 Days. And then we can also talk about how they act or what they said during the tell all. And so with Kim and Usman, mm. we found out that. Clearly, Usman is still not over his ex, Zara. Right. What do you have to say about that? I felt like it was staged. I just feel like it was staged. They had the cameras already set up for the phone call, and they were getting close-ups of the of his mobile device and stuff during the conversation. Mm-hmm. So then when it came to the tell-all, that was wrong. The TLC... They set Kimbali up, right? If she absolutely did not know, then this was a setup. I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Does, did Usman tell like the production team, hey, I'm going to call Zara and we're going to bring this up? Like, I have no idea. But I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> it just seemed completely staged to me. Either that or he knew he was going to make that phone call from the jump. And this whole thing was just part of the story arc. I don't know. I don't know, but I do feel if this is all really genuine and he and, and Usman was, was just he was just doing this behind her back. And I don't know, maybe she did get played by TLC. I just think that's fucked up because they're to- they're toying with her emotions at this point. And um, yeah, her son was 
at the tell all too and to have him watch it at the same time yeah i, I want to see what happens in the next part of it because they just cut it off when she walked out and he's like usman's like wait stop i can calm explain down. Kimbali, calm down, calm down. <laughs> yeah <laughs> talk to me kimbali <laughs> there's nothing left to talk about bro like yeah, yeah. i think this has all the signs of a fake couple mm. and if it's not fake then Usman really played Kimberly. Mm. I don't know why I'm. I want to pronounce Kimberly, but then I, I know we're I, calling her Kimberly. Yeah, we're calling her Kimberly. So I, it's a tongue twister for me. You revealed that you got married on our last podcast. Yeah, is, is it not Zara or is it? It doesn't look like Zara. It mm. looks like someone who's. Yeah, it doesn't look like Zara. I can check again, but I don't think it's Zara. So basically, if that's not Zara, what that tells me is this whole thing is staged Stage. just for him to promote the song Zara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe TLC hired someone to pretend that she's a Zara. And uh, that might not even be Zara. That just might yeah. be another actress. actress. Yeah. <laughs> Why be- am I so foolish to believe this shit, dude? <laughs> I know. We're so gullible, dude. <laughs> what have you been fed? This, all, right. all this time you know yeah definitely not Zara she's gorgeous he's bright he's bright yeah gorgeous so quickly right from Kimberly back to Zara now to marrying somebody else like yeah yeah I mean man is Usman a fuck boy I think that's the question to ask you know oh, is he just very, playing around or a very just... smart businessman yeah it could be that he he's playing all, all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got finessed. <laughs> we totally got finessed by him. I feel like the part about her not being able to have kids with him. Mm. Why are you wasting her time then? If age is going to be a factor for you. And I think what we're going to see next week is Kimberly trying to justify the fact that she's okay sharing him with someone younger so that mm. he can have kids. Yeah, she did say that, right? So does that mean that she approves this recent marriage? If this is all... I don't know about the marriage part, but I remember correctly, she did say that she respected his culture and that if he wanted to have a kid, then she would go along with that. (laughs) I don't know about getting married. I think married is where she might draw the line. Yeah. I just thought the fact that he video called this so-called Zara while wearing the chain that Kimberly bought him was pretty... Uh, oh, I forgot it, about that. He purposely didn't wear an undershirt. He was like, you know, yeah, kind of bare-bodied. And he I wanted to ask you, you, what do you think about me? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I want to ask you if you still miss me. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Usman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but Zara doesn't seem like she's that interested anyway. She seemed like she's over it. She really? missed this game, but as a friend, mm. you know? Yeah, I think she was. I think I thought she was excited to hear from him. Mm, okay, <laughs> she kind of showed that uninterested look. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I read it wrong. But let's move on to something more interesting, right? Something about Gino having his balls drained. <laughs> <laughs> Just being a vegan, but once his meat. <laughs> That was she's all the right catchphrases, man. She's perfect for reality TV. Like she doesn't hold back. No, <laughs> that's the entertaining part about Jasmine is she doesn't hold back. 
That was some of the, I want to say the best tell all. It must have been super embarrassing and super humiliating. Yeah. Because I just felt like Gino was so exposed, so vulnerable. He was just in the hot seat with all these secrets coming out. They're grilling him about being a sugar daddy. And then Jasmine is just like so freely talking about their sex life. Yeah, dude. I was just like, oh my gosh. Especially the part where he was playing with himself before sex or something. And I'm like... It was unhinged, man. (laughs) Do we have to know this? Come on. Yeah. We have to know. But okay, let's they call let's it da- the pee pee. I know. <laughs> oh my god! Is he st- like, come on, you're not three old. Come on. <laughs> but let's dial back and talk about their last day together, mm. which I thought was really sweet. Like I thought those were really genuine tears. You know, their profession, the exchanges, they were so heartfelt, and even I fell for it. And I think they were genuine, right? Mm-hmm. And it really got to me when she said, "I can get into his suitcase, but." He's in my heart or I'm in his heart or something like that. I thought that was really, really sweet. She went from crazy the last episode to like back to her normal sweet self. Yeah. So I hope they're still together. I'm not sure what their status is right now. It seems like she's still in Peru and maybe she's waiting on the visa to be approved, which if, if I'm not wrong, if Gino is still unemployed, it's going to be difficult because if you're going to be sponsoring someone a visa, you have to earn a certain amount of income. Right. You need to prove that you're able to be support them supportive yeah. financially. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I liked when she said that too, about like, I can't get into a suitcase, but like I'm in his heart or whatever. Like, yeah. but because of the context, initially, I thought she meant trying to get in to snoop and, and oh. like to see what's in there yeah oh <laughs> i can't I get it in a suitcase way. but it, and i was like what wait yeah and i was like why are you trying to get in a suitcase for and then she finished it and i go oh oh okay got it <laughs> <laughs> this girl just admitting on tv that she's she trying to snoop around it was where it was where my head went right like right off the bat yeah but, i can't get over the fact that she said that he's a very attractive man and that he could get any other girl. Yeah. But then on the tell-all too, she said that's what attracts her is his... Uh, his like, unsexiness. Unattra- yeah. Sexy to her. Like, what a backhanded compliment. Like, a, a backhanded <laughs> insult, right? That's a backhanded insult. Like, hey, you're not sexy, but that's yeah. very attractive to me. And then when I heard that, I immediately turned to my husband and said, okay, that's her king right there. That right there is her king. Yeah. No kink shaming here. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, that's a kink. I mean, everyone has a thing. Her. Everyone yeah. has a thing. Right. Maybe that's just what works out with them. Yeah. Right. Like when there's that saying, oh, there's someone for everyone, you know, and, and then for Gino, he struck gold. Maybe I know people are going to be like, no, he didn't. But I think for someone to love him because that's what they're into is Gino. Yeah. That's what she's into, y'all. She's into that. So, um, hopefully Gino can fulfill her like sexually because I also think that's an important piece of romance and passion and it's kind of they're in a cycle now right Mm. how do how do we break it because to him or to other people too on the internet apparently it's a turn off when you're constantly nagging for sex but then the reason you're nagging for sex is because you're not getting sex so he's not giving the sex because he says he's being turned off Mm -hmm. but she's complaining because she's not getting any. So 
It's a cycle. Yeah, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. What, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Does yeah. she just need to not complain? Does he need to just go ahead and, and go for it instead of playing with his pee-pee? <laughs> like, <laughs> she did say, you know, she was complaining about how she's only 35 and she shouldn't be begging for sex. Mm-hmm. So you can tell she's definitely attracted to him sexually. Mm-hmm. And she would like for him to jerk off to her or with her. Right. Like, I so think I, yeah. he definitely struck gold there because considering maybe some of y'all out there find Gino sexy. I mean, I'm not one of those people, but and that's why I think he struck gold. He just <laughs> like, he needs to quit draining his balls. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, not draining balls, but somewhat related. I learned of a new word because of this whole Gino and Jasmine thing. It's called findom. Findom? Yeah, not fandom, but findom. It's a kink where subs get off women. So I guess subservient maybe get off giving women they're enamored by with money. And it fits into Gino's meek personality, but also why Jasmine is insecure because she knows he has a history of giving money to sugar babies. Mm. So mm. I guess it's short for finance, dumb, maybe. Finance. That's what I was thinking too, like fintech. Like, yeah, fintech. Know. Yeah, like findom. So that's probably his kink in the sense that he probably could only get off girls online, which is why he, re- mm. he resorts to like the adult sites and the sugar baby sites. Yeah. But then he doesn't know what to do with them when he meets them in person because he's so used to jerking off. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I don't know what people think, but the whole like sugar daddy, sugar baby arrangement for me, I can't, I don't knock him for that because it's, yeah. it's an arrangement and it's, it's transactional. And it's because I think we've spoken about this in other earlier podcasts too. It's the it's, girlfriend experience. Yeah. It's girlfriend experience. It's transactional and they both know they're both consenting to it. So I don't think it's as shocking as like maybe sex tourism, you know what I mean? Or something like that. And like, yeah. What irked me about this was Mike sitting there laughing and and thinking and and acting like he's better than that. Like he was above it. And I'm like, dude, all you have to offer Jimena is is money. We'll get into that when we touch on that later. But like he had the nerve to to be up there laughing at Gino for that. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) you need to be looking at at your own relationship before you start knocking Gino for that. That was highly offensive. I was very triggered by that. The way he was laughing at Gino, like Gino needs to be helped or Gino right. needs to be ridiculed. Like, come on, look at yourself. Look in the mirror. My- so for me, my thing with the whole Gino Jasmine thing, it goes back again to her trusting him, right? <laughs> and I swear they'd be setting these people up, man. <laughs> like- you think, so you think their arguments are fake? Like the producers just tell them like, hey, why don't you argue about the fact that the ex has his last name? Like, be mad about that. So there's a couple of things. One, I think Gino needs to be upfront about his finances. I did say that. Agreed. And I, I think all the things that he's getting called out on, he also needs to be upfront about those things too. Mm. Like, it just sucks when he's like, no, no. And then Sean Robinson's like, well, I got receipts. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm just, Gino, you knew what you did, bro. Can you be honest? 
Just be honest. If there's anything about this show, you know that they're going to pull receipts or they have somebody backstage waiting to come out, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Or Jasmine would just call his bluff, right? Because didn't he say, oh, I only went on a few dates with all the sugar babies. And she said, nope, 300. Yeah. About 300 dates or something, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Or is it 30? I don't know. She I had thought, the numbers. She yeah, even she had, had how much numbers. she paid for the dates for. Yeah. Like when they said, oh, how much did you pay for dinner? You know, and she was like 346 bucks and 49 cents. I was like, dang. <laughs> she really took notes. Yeah. But like Sean Robinson, I don't know. Are people just reaching out and going, hey, by the way, here's some text messages you sent me. Because I think she said that they got sent, that the person, I don't know if it was someone's friend or what. The Sicilian person or the person whose husband oh, Jennifer. is Italian. Yeah, the cast, yeah. one of the one of the people that was part of the the friends or the cast or something. Yeah. Yeah. Reached that was, out to the producers. That yeah. was hella messy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> right? It seems innocent to me. Like, do you think Gino was really trying to flirt with her? I can understand where one, you're hiding it, and then you're lying about the conditions of it. Like you're mm-hmm. saying, oh no, well. She reached out to me first, but in the text messages, it's obvious that you, you reached, reached out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So there's just all these things, right? Be upfront yeah. about it. Like go ahead and spill the beans from the beginning to end, because if one, you lied about it. So then now it makes us not believe you when you say, oh, well, she reached out. And then they say, oh, do you have the message where she reached out to you? Uh, I don't have those anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. well, if you were just upfront about it, then you could drive the narrative, but you lied about it. So now it makes us not believe you when you say you don't have the messages. And then when you follow it up with the message where you're saying, hey, are you Sicilian, by the way? Like, it doesn't add up. So like, (laughs) he just needs to be upfront if he is really telling the truth, because I don't know. We really don't know. If he says that she reached out, there's no way to prove that because he says he doesn't have the messages. Then jump in front of it, you know, (laughs) jump in front of it. This is also another form of vicious cycle, right? Because he doesn't want to tell the entire truth because he's afraid that he'll make Jasmine angry. Mm-hmm. But then if Jasmine finds out, then she'll be super angry. And then it just, yeah, you know, it just becomes a cycle because I think the reason why he tries to downplay a lot of things is because he knows if he said something and Jasmine does not like the sound of it, she'll be pissed. And then, <laughs> then he has to deal with that. But then, if or when she finds out the truth, then she is going to ultimately yeah. be pissed. So it's like picking his poison, basically. You know, do I tell the entire truth or do I just downplay it? Exactly. So that she doesn't get that angry. Yeah, so. he's on eggshells and it's not a fun position to be in. Speaking from personal experience, I was also the same way. This was early, early, early on. Someone didn't trust me and I made the mistake of saying, okay, well, she'll trust me if I give her my passwords to everything. Mm -hmm. So I did that and it was the biggest mistake because then like little things that were innocent would make her super suspicious and tick her Mm -hmm. off. So then if I saw something that was completely innocent, right? A friend saying, oh, congratulations, it's your work anniversary or something like that. I would delete it knowing that because she had my passwords, if she saw it, then she would freak out and go, who's that bitch? And this actually really did happen, y'all. Oh my God. <laughs> and then she said, so I saw there, there was a message from uh, your friend. And I said, oh yeah, she was just congratulating me about my work anniversary. Oh, well, why did you delete it? Why did you delete it? Yeah. And I was like, you bitch. <laughs> because I knew <laughs> you like, would Damn, if you do, damn if you I don't. Because I knew that this would happen. Because <laughs> I knew this right here that's happening right now. 
what happened <laughs> that if you saw it, you'd question me about it and all this yeah. stuff. So like, I kind of get where he's at, where he's like, he's afraid, but maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe it is all innocent, but he's afraid. So he's like, ah, I got to hide this or else she'll freak out. Yeah. But hiding it only makes it worse. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I definitely feel for Gino. I know he's definitely treading lightly most of the time, you know? Yeah. But who hurt her? I think if anything, they need to get to the bottom of that because I didn't like when she said, I'm crazy, but I'm a good crazy. There is no good crazy, right? Identify it and then work on it. Work on being better. She's trying to say that she's passionate and maybe that's why she associated with good crazy because I'm pretty sure she's self-aware that people have called her crazy. Mm -hmm. And she's probably trying to justify that by saying, yeah, that's because I'm passionately in love with Gino. But I think that those are red flags in relationship. You know, being ultra jealous, it's not healthy. It doesn't get you anywhere. I mean, it doesn't progress your relationship. I think they both need to go to couples counseling, if anything. They need work. And the thing is, I think they both really do care about each other. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they do. Let's start there, y'all. I think they do. It's crazy seeing all this shit unfold on reality TV and on camera and obviously on the tell-all. Yeah. Their sex life is just all over the place and she wants the meat. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I'm pretty sure like, I wouldn't say plan that out, but she knew. She knew what she was saying when she's like, I'm a vegan, but I want your meat. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. She, she played me that up those... for the cameras. <laughs> yeah, she reminds me of those Bravo Real Housewives where during the tell-all, they will have catchphrases because they have rehearsed it. Yeah, that's so it. They come to the table with They're prepared. All this, yeah, all these catchphrases that they're known for. You know, like, for example... The very famous one that I can think of right now is from Nini Liggs, who's best known for being one of the OGs of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. She's famous for saying, I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I said what I said. Yeah. (laughs) And that totally shuts people down. But anyway, by the way, there seems to be this recurring theme of really really sweet final goodbyes well not final goodbyes but you know airport send-offs right and I think I see it with Memphis and Hamza and Hamza even have his own catchphrase where I thought so sweet when he said without Memphis he's like a body without a heart Mm -hmm. like I cried like I cried Mm -hmm. when when I saw him cry that tells me that you know perhaps everything is fake But then when it's time for the partners to go home, that's when it dawned upon them that, hey, yeah, this is the final time we're going to see each other for a very long time. And that's when you see that raw, very genuine emotions coming out from them. And Mm. we see it with Memphis and Hamza. I guess they both love each other. And what trips me up is, I don't know if they're divorced. I know we, we discussed something about them not being together, but it seems like he's already in the US and mm. we just followed him on Instagram and he's posting pictures of him in Memphis. Mm. So are they And on, on the on the tell all, they showed up like a power couple. Yeah, looking like snacks. Sharp, yeah. <laughs> formal attire. She's in a dress and he's in like a jacket. And I'm like, the hell is this? Yeah, I know. <laughs> y'all going to the Oscars. You got you got y'all going clubbing later? Like, yeah. Can we come? <laughs> can we film? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they look sharp. I totally agree. They look like a very cute couple. 
I do have to say, Lon, when I was preparing dinner before watching Sunday's 90 Day Fiance, you know, the new episode. And, and you know, with TLC, they'll show the last episode before the new episode comes on at 8 p.m. Pacific. And I was just preparing dinner and I wasn't really watching, but I was listening. And during the scenes where she got married to Hamza, during that ceremony where she was like clueless, she was looking around. When I heard her again, I don't know why, but I got residual annoyance from that. <laughs> like, I can't believe this airhead didn't clue herself in. Like, if you love someone, you would do research on their culture, yes. their tradition. You would ask, hey, what am I getting into? Yeah. Like, what can I expect from this wedding ceremony? Yeah. Do I have to, you know, raise my hand and close my fist or whatever, right? Like, what do I do? If you and cared the like, slightest, you yeah. would. Yeah. She came unprepared. And it, it reminds me of like a typical, I hate to say this, so I, I hope folks don't get offended, but like those typical American tourists that go overseas and ask where's the nearest McDonald's mm. or if anyone speak English, like they're like, what am I doing here? Like you're in a foreign country, like do some research. Yeah. <sighs> It's yeah. crazy. Like when and I that heard was her, her wedding. <laughs> yeah. Come that on. Was her wedding. Why can't she take it seriously? Yeah. But speaking of seriously, the other thing that I think a lot of people have pointed out is how can you be so serious about the prenup but not practice safe sex? Mm. Irresponsible much? Yeah. We still don't know if this is his baby. Yeah. Oh, I guess we're going to find out during the tell-all. Yeah. I wonder if they'll spill the beans on that. You think Maury will come out and give a paternity <laughs> test? Hamza, you are not, not a father. A father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Lon. What do you want to say about Memphis and Hamza? You know, I didn't have much to say, really. Uh, I think you got the best scene, which was was Hamza and his his quote there. Other than that, my other note was that I really like his mom's cat hoodie. <laughs> so I was <laughs> going to say, sweater. yes, yes, plus one, plus one. Yeah. That's, yeah, Hyatt, like, can we have her on, like, the single life? Like, I'd rather see her than Debbie. Yeah. You know, oh, mom. yeah. Like, I'd rather see her find love. She's so pretty. She's hot. And she wears the cutest thing. Like, didn't she wear like a Hello Kitty before? <laughs> yes, like I might have missed that. Kitty, like hoodies and t-shirts or whatever. Yeah. And she genuinely cried too when Memphis mm-hmm. was leaving for the airport. So I thought yeah. that was really, really sweet. <sighs> Are we ready to talk about Mike and Jimena? And Jimena? <laughs> Mike and Jimena? Yeah. Oh. Talk about buying love. Yeah. And he's still trying. So they do the whole FaceTiming thing. And his bargaining chip, again, was not that he was a better person, right? Like in his whole pitch, right? That's what it was. It was his pitch. He's still trying to buy her love. Mm. He's still saying, oh, I can help you. Your previous life was crap. You know what I mean? I'll make your life better Mm. and we'll have vacation homes and stuff. Where's the talk about self-improvement? Where's the talk about I'm a better person and those habits that you found about me that were repulsive and disgusting, I've worked on. You know what I mean? Mm. Where's all that talk, dude? Again, it sounds like 
he, maybe he it doesn't seem so to him, but all he's doing is he's trying to throw money at the situation. And, yeah. and it seems like she's eating it up a little bit. Like she's kind of open to it. She said she was confused at first. She's kind of stood her ground, but then like when she hung up, she said, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do or something. So I'm just like, come on, man. <laughs> he's using money as leverage. And I hate that. Like he's trying to buy her love and promise this luxurious life. And I found that insulting. Like, come on, this woman was supporting herself before you came in to like, you know, start throwing money around and judging from all the responses we got from our tweets and Instagram posts. I get it. Some people see her as being a user and abuser, but Mike threw himself at her. That's what he's offering to her. Yeah, he's trying to make it rain on her. And she's like, dude, I don't even like you. Yeah. But if you insist, yeah, sure. If that's what you're, yeah, if that's (laughs) what you're offering me and I take it, then that's it. You know what I mean? That's what he offered her. So to me, that's not, it's, oh, she used him. Nah, he offered that to her. Do I mean now if he's going to say in exchange for us being in love in exchange for like set these precedents then at the beginning instead of come be with me and I'll I'll make you happy because I can pay for things. Okay, if that's what the deal is and you're getting into that transaction then that's it. That's the transaction. So don't be mad when like it's time when when she's fed up with the situation or, yeah, or whatever that's transactional. In. Right. He may not held her end of the bargain. And then, yeah. um, you know, I don't think she wanted to have sex with him, but she did. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it was transactional. I think to her, she's like, okay, I did my part. Like, can you just fuck off? <laughs> yeah. But I can also see that Jimena's family is not standoffish towards him. Like, I think they realize that he did help them. Oh, totally. Good time. And I think the mom and the sister felt empathy towards him, right? In a way, they wish that it worked out, but. I think they can't force Jimena to like go against her own grain and or like force herself to like be with someone that she doesn't want to be with. But they're aware that Mike definitely helped them during the pandemic. So they're in a tough spot because on one hand, they like Mike, but on the other hand, Jimena is their family member. Yeah. Yeah. I think when it comes down to the family, I like how they weren't really like choosing side. Even the mom said, you're both hurting right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mike can be a likable person. I think definitely there is generosity in him for him to want to offer all these things, but there's more to that. If you want something more substantial in terms of like emotional investment, it's not just about finances, right? And and taking care of of a person financially. That's not how, that's not how people fall in love. And I don't know if he's quite getting there yet. You can make somebody's life better, but they don't owe you love in return. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's making sense to him. It's not enough to say, we'll have two homes, right? One in the United States and one in Colombia, and we can go back and forth. He's making all these like promises that have nothing to do with how they're going to connect yeah. emotionally. How yeah. are you going to get her to fall in love with you? It, you're not going to get that by telling her her previous life was crap and you can save her from it. That doesn't mean, okay, she's going to love you. She owes you love. You know what I mean? And that's all I'm trying to get at. When people complain on Twitter about some of the things I tweet out, they're just like, well, well, she used them and stuff. Yeah, but that's what he offered her. Yeah. You know, if if someone offered me a drink at the bar and I took it, that doesn't mean I, I have to love them. It's unless they said, hey, if I buy you a drink, 
can I then have your time or what am I getting out of this drink? But if you're just going to offer me a drink and I said, yes, that's on you. Yeah. And I just said yes to that. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the terms, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when it comes to these kinds of transactional kind of relationships, I think there's these assumptions sometimes. And I go back to the drink scenario. Well, if you're buying somebody a drink and you have these expectations, you're assuming then you're assuming that you are owed their time. You're mm. assuming that you are owed. I don't know what your goal is, that you are owed some kind of compensation, whether that means they sleep with you at the end of the night or they chat with you for a half hour or whatever, you're saying those drinks come with strings attached, right? Well, if you don't say that and you just say, hey, can I get you a drink? And I say, yes, you offered me the drink. I said, yes, Mike is offering to pay for things. And she said, yes. So I feel bad for Mike, but also he needs to understand what he's getting out of this. And it's not an emotional commitment. If that's what he wants, then he needs to work on it from the emotional angle, not just by throwing money at it. Yeah. I think Mike hasn't get it. He doesn't get it. Yeah. Know, because to her... There's it's- a reason why you're single, Mike. <laughs> or single before you met Himana, why he was on a drought or whatever. Yeah. I still see it as he met her over the webcam. He wants more. He told her to stop being a webcam model in exchange for him supporting her because you took away the person's income. So what is the fair exchange? You supplement her life. You maintain her life. So it is transactional. And in exchange, I think she tried to be your girlfriend or tried to be your fiance, but it didn't work out. So it's done. It didn't work out. It's done. You know, you got sex out of it. She got money out of it. It's done. It's done. You know what I mean? Like who's using who? I think it was a fair transaction. It just didn't work out. It was a fair (laughs) transaction. Exactly. Yeah. Fair transaction, and now the deal's done, and she wants out of it, and you're trying to get it back. You're trying to continue it. And- yeah. Yeah, that's a, such a desperate move. Yeah. It's so cringy watching that. And Mike, that's sugar daddy shit right there. So I don't know why you're, <laughs> yeah. why you're acting like you're better than Gino for it. <laughs> exactly. So we're not going to talk about Ella and Johnny because they didn't have a scene during the last episode, but they are part of the tell-all. So we'll revisit them when they start talking about Ella's cheating ways. Mm-hmm. But we can definitely end it with Ben and Mahogany. So creepy Ben, <laughs> during creepy the last episode, ben. decided to, on full-on display, <laughs> show his creepiness by stalking her. And I get it, right? Because he wants answers. Mm-hmm. She's not giving it. And I can see how some people are like, well, of course he wants answers because she's been lying to him and he has the right to get those answers. But I think too, like if you cannot detect that social cue of someone walking away from you, then you're being creepy, I feel. You're not respecting their boundaries. You know, the audacity of him to comment about her maturity level. Like, bro, you know what you got into. You're with a 22-year-old. Mm-hmm. What do you expect? Yeah. For him to blame it on her maturity level is like, have you seen who you're trying to get with? She's not your age. She's way younger. She has a lot more growing up to do. Right. <laughs> so yeah, of course she walks away from you. She doesn't want to talk about it. Let her be. Don't chase her. Right. Take the high road. Like, don't chase her. It makes you look so desperate and creepy. Yeah. And I get this sense too, though, you know, 
aside from her maturity level, there's a sense of like male entitlement mm. and, and white male entitlement at that, that he's owed that. Like, no, you're going to give me these answers. Right. And I don't care if you're walking away. I'm going to pursue you. I don't care if you're getting in the car. I'm going to open the, the door and talk to you. You're going to talk to me like he's owed this from women. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, and he proved it on the tell all when he was in front of the cameras and he was just saying like, oh, like some of these guys, they let these women like, you know what I mean? Uh, We're uh, predators. Yeah. So yeah, there's that too. But before he said that, he said something else about like, oh, they let these women like walk all over them and stuff. (laughs) And I forgot how he phrased it, but um, I screenshotted it. Yeah. And and then he goes on to compare men are lions and we're chasing these gazelles. And then he he said something about (laughs) he compared what's her face? Kimbali, right? To a lion, like as if she's a predator. The gender roles, right? You, you know, he's getting into these gender roles again. Mm-hmm. Men are supposed to be a certain way, and women are supposed to be a certain way. So all these like things that he's showing about himself, one show this kind of like really old way mm-hmm. of thinking, dude. It's yeah, it's twenty twenty two. You know what the fuck are you talking about? And he's just tone deaf. You know, tone totally. deaf. Yeah, about the the entire thing. So it'll be interesting to see if he gets called out for any of that stuff on the tell-all, but people are already talking about it on socials and stuff. Yeah, it's scary how he's able to justify his own behavior. Mm -hmm. But I'm also not surprised because that's how a lot of pastors justify their behavior by hiding behind the Bible. I'm sorry, but I don't know what else to say. He's just creepy. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's funny, kind of. I laughed a little bit when he was still in Peru before he left. I'm like, I keep thinking back to when he told his children, <laughs> like, oh, this woman, this woman cares about you. Yeah. Like, Dude, you're going home. What are you, you going to tell him that y'all met? And she was like, didn't want anything to do with you. You know, <laughs> like you told them that she loved your children and that you were going to marry her and stuff. Yeah. And now you're coming home to nothing. Like he really tried to like make it work. Even oh, though yeah. there are so many signs and social cues that he's not wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but he really tries so hard and that makes it so hard to watch. And <laughs> But I'm glad that towards the end of it, he did admit that I guess it means she doesn't love me. So I'm like, finally, dude, you're getting it. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting it. She's not into you. Hello. She's not next to you. <laughs> <Just> now, like, <laughs> That's why she told you to, you know, God bless you. <laughs> yeah. And then there was one other thing he said. He was like, oh, it was the right thing to do, but it was the wrong outcome. No, it was the right outcome, dude. It's, it's the right outcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what, you know what I mean? You, you guys met up. And you figured it out. And, and it's just, you don't like what the outcome was. That yeah. doesn't mean it was wrong. <laughs> you guys met up. This doesn't just happen to Ben and Mahogany. This can happen to anyone that's internet dating. Yeah. You have chemistry over mobile devices, over screens, over words. And then you get together and you're, and the chemistry is just not there. Maybe yeah. you're not as attracted or maybe you, sh- you show a side of you that you don't show on text. There's just all kinds of shit, right? This is actually pretty normal, I think, for internet relationships, not just, you know, despite their age difference and all that stuff. Like this can happen to anybody who's communicating via messages and chat where we're showing our best selves. Then mm-hmm. 
we meet them in real life and it's just like, oh, you're not quite the same person. Then. Yeah. Let's really go all the way back. She didn't want him to come in the first place. And he came in. Yes. <laughs> that in right. and of itself is stalkish. Like, hello, no boundaries. She didn't want him. She didn't want him to come. And if anything, that was already the biggest What's flag. Yeah. Twice. She said no twice. And whether she lied about it or not, about her parents, the message is, I don't want you to come here. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the message is. She never wanted to really like see him see him she, she never been... wanted to go past the internet relationship. yes right it was just yeah. meant to be casual in that way it was meant to stay online but he mm. took it too far yeah and he thought hey god wants me to pursue this right remember what he yeah. told his kids yeah yeah and that's what i mean by this like sense of entitlement she said no fucking i'm gonna buy a ticket anyway and i'm gonna go there and she's gonna see me Fuck this guy, right? <laughs> like, come on, man. Yeah. And the fact that she stood him up at the airport, that's a good indicator. That's an indicator that she's not that into you. She's not welcoming you with flowers. She's not picking you up. You're not on her mind. That's yeah. like the number one tell sign. That, yeah. Right? If you don't get it, then I don't know what. And I think too, the producers probably told Mahogany like, hey, This is going to happen. You just need you to show up and pretend that you're just entertain him and play along. And she probably did it. She's probably contractually obligated to do things. But <laughs> does she really want to be there? I don't know. Something tells me that she can be bothered. And I'm really glad right now that she didn't really invite him to her actual home. I'm glad that she did that because I think that was a safe spot for them to meet. Not at her actual home, you know, because who knows what he'll do. He might take note of where it is and start stalking her anyway. Yeah. Someone sent me a TikTok and in the TikTok, it said that she's actually from California. Right. She, yeah. She was studying abroad. She just happened to be abroad and she was studying abroad. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and for, so this could all be an act again. Like yeah, TLC needed be. an actress and maybe he's not in on it. Maybe Ben's just not in on it. She was never texting him. She didn't know that she was supposed to be 22. She's like, oh shit, y'all didn't tell y'all didn't tell y'all didn't tell me. I need this information, y'all. Y'all, y'all are going to make me stand in. Yeah. For this person, y'all gotta fucking tell me these things. So I, I still think there's maybe some of that going on. Like, yeah, I guess <laughs> she's like, has to hide some details, founder. Thing, like real reaction, right? Because, yeah, I don't know how much of an actress she is, but yeah, your uh, pictures look different. You're not the same age. <laughs> she's yeah. just waiting to tell him, I'm not who you've been talking to. <laughs> Man, this whole I setup. Just got, I just got hired, dude. Yeah. I'm just getting a paycheck like you, man. Right. <laughs> let's just pretend we know each other. All right, Lon. Let's wrap this up with our WTF moment. It has to be Jasmine and Gino on the tell-all for me this time. I felt bad because I could imagine myself, you know, in Gino's shoes with all my sex secrets out for the whole world. Because, like... Sex is funny already to begin with, right? Sex is already funny and If, fucked yeah. up. But let's admit that when people are making fun of you for it, that shit really hurts. So like, I got a good laugh out of it. But at the same time, you know, if I ever put myself in Gino's shoes and my partner was saying stuff like, 
I do his laundry and let me tell you, he's draining his oh. balls elsewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's oh not my giving God. it yeah, to she me. Said that. Yeah, I'm not getting any. You know, I, I would just be so like humiliated, embarrassed, emasculated. Like it was just all fucked up. It was WTF for me. <laughs> like yeah. that entire portion of it. Yeah. Ugh. What about you, Nadia? Oof. Um, my WTF moment is the FaceTime call from Mike to Jimena, mm. where he was trying to pitch her on that life, the good life. Yeah. Even uh, the faces he was making on the yeah. call. He's like, mm, you yeah. want this? Like your, <laughs> your family's life is hard. Like I want to secure it or something. And then he added a no mas somewhere. I don't know. I remember something about he said <laughs> no more of a hard yeah. life or something like that. And I was like, ugh. I mean, do I really yeah. believe it's troll? No. I don't Very salesman y. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it's like what the one last attempt to get her back. And that's his sales pitch. It's a sales pitch. It totally yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, come to the US. Life is better. Like, nah, bro. I mean, I just paid taxes. Like, it's not better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my WTF moment. It was cringy, you know, it's cringy. But overall, this episode has a lot of sweet moments, especially with the airport send-offs and all the farewell exchanges. They were really mm-hmm. sweet. And I cannot wait for the next episode of the Tell All because I really want to see what people are saying about Ella and Johnny. And Sean Robinson has receipts on something, something she did. It happened again. She tripped and fell into someone's, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to see what that's about. Yeah, I think Ella's she's going to be in some hot water. Yeah. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five star review on Spotify, Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast. Hey, Lion, guess what today is? Actually, guess what this month is? This Since month? We're on the topic of like predators, gazelles, creepiness. What? So this month, April, is actually sexual assault awareness month oh or short okay. for s-a-a-m so it's a time to provide visibility support and education about sexual assault and violence actually today marks the sexual assault awareness month uh, day of action where assault survivors and allies show their solidarity by wearing the color teal so i'm not sure if y'all are aware but since we're on the topic of predators and gazelles <laughs> just want to bring awareness to <laughs> watch out for those lions out there yeah is it yeah predators right lions and gazelle i lions apologize i've been right. saying the wrong been saying the wrong terminologies here but yeah just want to bring awareness to that i know that uh last week it'll be two weeks by the time you get the podcast but last week there was an international transgender visibility yes day. Yes. Mm. 
Yes. Yeah. So I uh, just wanted to shout out to all my trans friends out there, trans non-binary friends and community. Mm-hmm. Um, you are seen, you are appreciated, and you are loved. Oh, here, here. And Lon, before we end, what have you been watching aside from 90 Day Fiance? <laughs> they're going to release the final two episodes. They already released one of them of the dropout. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, um, finished that. And um, what I think, uh, oh, there was a movie I saw last night on Hulu too uh, called Deep Water. Very interesting. So it's Adrian Lynn, if you're familiar with her work, she does a lot of erotic thrillers like mm. um, Unfaithful, I think with Diane Lane uh, and Richard Gere was one of them. Also goes as far back as like nine and a half weeks and Wild Orchid. And any- anyways, so this one um, is about like Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas. Yeah. And it's based and on they a dated, book. I think. They did? Yeah, in they did. IRL? In IRL, yeah. Wow. And this is before he was with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That makes it even more interesting. Yeah, I think you can see the chemistry probably. I haven't seen the movie, but I think this is when they were sort of seeing each other. Mm. Mm. So the movie is getting bad reviews, but I say watch it for yourself and be open-minded about it. I think it's about an open marriage. I want to say it's about an open marriage because- About cuckold. Cuckold? (laughs) (laughs) My brother used that term too. Really? Yeah. yeah. When you like to watch your- partner have sexual relations with other people yeah so i don't think he's a cuckold at all i don't want to give too much away okay i think uh, they have an open relationship but i want to say it's more one way whereas Mm -hmm. like he doesn't do that but his wife does and it's almost like okay therein is the conflict Uh, yes if you're going to be in this then you have to be committed I don't want to give away too much. Yeah. Let's just say he struggles with it. Yes, of course. And I'll leave leave it at that. And I looked at the reviews and, and it got pretty low scores, but I'm a fan of Adrian Lin's work anyway. So I and and I think Anna Darmas, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, is stunning. Mm. Scene stealer, every scene she's in. You just <laughs> you you cannot take your eyes off her. I enjoyed it. It was uncomfortable to watch because as a guy, I can kind of relate to the husband, Ben Affleck, in that I have discussions with anyone who's who's ever been interested and is not in a polyamorous relationship or has like considered a polyamorous relationship, then maybe you've had these discussions where could I do that? Do I have the strength to love somebody unconditionally and to say, oh, well, okay, like sex is just sex. And Mm -hmm. She comes home to me and we're married and we have a kid and we love each other and that it doesn't matter, right? Like, okay, well, you can say that and you can tell yourself that. So I'm, you know, watching the movie, I put myself in the husband's shoes and and I was always wondering like, fuck, you know, because he, again, I'm I'm giving away way too much, but he, it it gets into his imagination and how he kind of deals with it, how, you know, his friends Obviously, they see his wife and she's she's at parties, or hanging around other men and they're like giving him looks and he's just like, oh, you know, it's nothing. And but like there's this inner struggle, struggle. Yeah, yeah, that that I really identified with. I've talked about it and, and I'm like, could I do that? Yeah. You know who this reminds me of? Mm. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. And yeah. The entanglements. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. And I don't know how open that thing was. Right. I didn't really, I, I try to stay out of like the whole celebrity gossip stuff. I knew about the entanglement, but I didn't know what the arrangement was or mm. were they broken or were they, were they separated, but not divorced? Were yeah. they, or were they in open relationships and yep. Will was allowing it at the time for her to explore that thing like so I you know I didn't dig too deep into into that thing but yeah that's totally what it is yeah that's totally what it is and then you have to deal with the public right not quite understanding it yeah and you know I'm sure they're asking Will well Will what did what did you think about that man sleeping with your wife like especially for people who don't even know what a polyamorous relationship is right mm. or you know because we're so programmed into monogamy and monogamous relationships that like the idea for some of us who may not have, are not familiar with this is so strange. Why would you let somebody sleep with your partner, right? One person forever for your life. Like, (laughs) you know, these concepts. So it kind of explores that. So I'm already going on, on a rant, but I thought it was a really interesting film. Yeah. I'll be sure. On Hulu. Yeah. I finally finished season one of love is blind. Yay! <laughs> I know, I'm catching <laughs> up, sorry. We can talk about it some more, but yeah, I finally finished that. I also watched The Adam Project, which is the movie starring <gasps> Ryan Reynolds, which is really, it's really cute. It's a cute movie. It's a father and son movie. Uh, and I thought that was really cute. And what else? What else have I watched? I'm still trying to get on the second season of Bridgerton. It hasn't captured me as much as it did during the first season i don't know why yeah i'm, I'm glad you brought that up why because i forgot that's the show i watched not bridgerton but the other one um that she wrote inventing anna inventing anna yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so Shonda i watched Lynn. that yeah that's that's a good one yeah that's i need to one. finish that too but i don't know why it hasn't uh i haven't got into it but that said folks thank you for listening to our podcast thank you for following thank you for engaging with us on our socials We're so humbled by your support and continue to spread the love. Happy Ramadan to anyone who celebrates. Yeah, happy Ramadan. And what else? Happy tax season. Two more weeks till till (laughs) Easter. Yay, two more weeks till Easter. So yeah, Yeah. looking forward to that. But yeah, in the meantime, be kind to one another. And uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So